Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is the Material Podcast, episode number 291, recorded in a room, in two rooms, at opposite <laughs> sides of the coast, in the same country. My name is Florence Ion, and I am joined here by my comrade on the East Coast, Andy Anatko. Thank Hi, you, Andy. Flo. We're, we are doing sort of a hands across America thing, only instead of hands, it's IP networking and communication networks. Down the well, down the exactly. Well. Hands across <laughs> America, hands across this world land. I love because united we stand divided. Yes, it, see, I was I was like a more I was aware like during that time, and fortunately, right. I was at exactly the right age to realize that. This is such BS. It's like, okay, great. Rather rather than saying, hey, by the way, what there are people who are hungry in your community, figure out a way to feed them. It's like, hey, can we get you your sign on on like a really empty, pathetic gesture? And See, so it's... yes, I am Generation X. We are programmed to be cynical. We are very happy to simply make snide comments while the word world birds around us. Hello. I was gonna say it's Actually, your Eastern European blood, because for some reason, our genomes, they're all just they're all just furrowing their brow. Just every single one of those genomes in the, in the DNA string. Um, I have just been. I don't know. I'm in this weird point of stasis where I'm just like living. <laughs> Happy to be here. But, you know. Just, I'm starting to pick on all the little things. Uh, the other day, I got really annoyed because I just asked my Google Assistant something, and it would not stop upselling me on the next thing that I could ask it, which I just don't understand. Like, is that necessary? Do I, I understand like the point of onboarding me and reminding me maybe like the beginning of my experience that you would remind me all of these things that I can ask you all the things I can do. But when I've been using you faithfully for going on five years now, we're, we're going into our fifth year of this thing in my household. I, I would figure that by then you would feel uh, you would feel safe enough to just not have to upsell me all the time you know what i mean <laughs> yeah it's like sometimes the assistant is like a little kid who just got uh, who got like a book of trivia or something or the big book of science facts for their birthday and it's like so colin are you ready for dinner like yeah i'm ready for dinner did you know there's a rare parrot called the i i and that it has a nest <laughs> Wait, really? and that it's a nest is called a booming bowl because it gets to use it as sort of an amplifier so that when it calls out to find other IIs, but sometimes it doesn't work because they use like a, they have a really low voice, which means that other IIs can't find them because it goes for distance, but a higher voice, you could find out where the thing was. Like, yeah, thank you. Uh, are you ready for dinner? Meaning are your, are your hands washed? Do you have trousers on? Oh, man, I can't wait for Mona to be at that stage, though. I'm actually, like, really looking forward to that because it's super cute. We finally got her playing in the dirt the other day because we had an uncharacteristically warm day. Global warming, climate change, it's there. It's hovering above us. But let's pretend just for a second that it wasn't. And we just had a really nice day. And, man, I put her in the bath and so much came off of her. It was just like... <laughs> 
what were you carrying from the outdoors? Uh, but you know, I, 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 I feel thankful that I can offer her that. I think if I would have been allowed to play with mud and dirt, yes. that I would feel more comfortable with it than I do now because I'm, I'm genuinely, I'm, I'm a priss. <laughs> for as much as I love to go for like a nature walk, I am a priss about it the entire time. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's see, I, I I think that a childhood in which at no point has at no point if a parent has like been cleaning out like a little kid's room and found like a coffee can with like holes punched in the top and like a dead worm in there and some dirt. That's that's the too bad for the worm. But at least it means that the kid has been outside getting their hands dirty, establishing their dominance over nature, maybe tamp down that part. But the curiosity about uh, about nature is a very, very good thing. You know, <sighs> well, I've, I've had a couple of uh, a couple of adventures. They uh, this is this is actually a tip for people. Almost every January, I, have, I try to remember that. There are things you do with every new year. One of them that I do is to always go hit my uh, the, the websites of my phone provider, of my home broadband provider, because you know, it's I don't know why they do this uh, if their function is to customer service. But every, t- every time you check back, you'll find out that, oh, remember how you're, you're on this plan that you signed up for five years ago that gives you uh, – it's like $35 – it's like $50, $60 a month for uh, 10 gigabytes of mobile broadband. Well, they have a plan that they introduced actually two years ago where it costs half as much for twice as much data. And all you have to do is just go to this website and say, hi, I don't want to use this plan anymore. I want to use that plan anymore. So did the, I did the thing for, uh, for my, my home broadband where I'm getting like 75 megabits up and down, uh, which was – the thing that made sense uh, two or three years ago, last year, there wasn't enough of an upgrade. This year, there is a big enough of an upgrade that I can get uh, faster. I can get uh, 100 for the same price or for 10 bucks more, I can double or triple it. So great, I'm on board. But the thing is, there's a, <laughs> the transparency. They're really not good at it, even when they're trying to do transparency. Because so they've got this little thing with it's a whole menu of, oh, and you're, what do you want for your phone service? Do you want to subscribe to these channels? Do you want to do this? Do you do that? And there's like sort of a running total at the top that shows, well, mm-hmm. here's your here's what your current bill is. Here's what will be like after you enable these changes. And there will also be a one-time charge of X. And it seemed as though, even though all I was doing was investigating okay i think i'm pretty sure they're gonna go for the 200 megabits uh for an extra 10 bucks i think that'll i think that'll do me fine and so click that and it would all oh, there'll be also be like an added charge uh, one-time charge of like 129 dollars. like eh, okay maybe there's extra equipment whatever and all i'm doing is like looking at other things and so I'm, ch- I'm clicking on other options to see like what options are available and the next time i see like the the additional charge is now 150 dollars then it's 200 dollars and then by the time like I clicked like the checkout button, it was three hundred dollars. Like if I clicked the button, and now I'm like, dude, you've taken, you almost got more money from me every single month, almost in perpetuity. And maybe you would still have gotten the money from me if you had said three hundred bucks additional charges at the outset. But now I feel like I am so out of here. I I feel like I've just realized that the like that the granny has big teeth. <laughs> and, and big eyes like oh i'm in the wrong house oh i need to go back oh i i had a, i had a much higher impression of my ability to not be scammed and flim flammed uh so uh, why do they do that 
Because because that's what happens. Uh, you know, I we this is actually like a common running theme now in my Discord where everybody sort of very openly talks about how much they pay for broadband, both like mobile, you know, mobile service and what you're paying for internet. And I I love to just drop the exorbitant amount of money that I'm paying for for what I get and just make everybody's eyes bulge out of their head. A lot of the people in our it, couple of the of the regulars in our discord are from like, you know, overseas where they have much more equal broadband access for folks and, and make it a little more palatable for the wallet, but not in the United States. I will say, you know, just in the spirit of today's, uh, so we are recording this on the day of the U S inauguration of uh, new president, uh, Joe Biden, uh, and Vice President uh, Kamala Harris. So it's been a big day for those of us in the States, um, but also a really big day for for Ajit Pai, who is officially picking up his exit check and <laughs> somehow getting the hell out of there. Somehow a box big enough for that huge Reese's Peanut Butter Cups mug. Oh, God, I forgot about that whole <laughs> bit from John Oliver. Yeah, so it, I was just thinking about that today, just in the general conversation. Um, I've been having internet troubles myself. And it's wild because I pay for gigabit internet. I just installed like top of the line mesh Wi-Fi because I am using one of the review devices that I had from the Baker's Moto Roundup. And I was like, let me try this kind of this new trying a different sort of mesh situation long term because I'm just yeah, I'm curious. My job is what I do. I'm curious. Okay, but. I expected that all of this would fix my problems and <laughs> then I realized, you know, I'm actually running internet all day when the TV is on all day. And that made me very angry for some reason. I, I realized that I'm not paying for cable separately. I'm paying for the over the internet password access to a bunch of streaming and it's eating into my bandwidth cap. And, um, Anyway, we could go down a huge rabbit hole of this and all the stuff that bothers me about broadband in this country. But it's it just goes. Andy's right. Go check in. This is a good time of the year to go do that. I did that recently with my Verizon bill and I found out that they're giving me Discovery Plus for six months. So what did I do? I signed up and I got my friends on board so we can all catch up on the 90 day fiance uh, (laughs) bits. And then we're going to promptly or I'm going to promptly cancel it. Because I'm not paying another seven dollars for more reality TV. Like I pay enough. <laughs> I, even I have to stop somewhere. Okay. So my YouTube TV bill is is big and is is too much money already, and it's it's a huge luxury that I pay for. That so. was hysterically funny because I'm I'm looking at other options, and as part of like the, here are some streaming options that we can also like uh, put on your bill. And yeah. it's like $67.50 for YouTube TV, the so-called yeah. cable killer. No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. I no. pay $80 <laughs> a month because I also pay for HBO. Um, and I like I like HBO. Like, I'm one of those people who will sit down for dinner. We're a TV family, as I've said time and time again. We like to watch TV while we eat dinner. That's what's my bad. That's our background noise. Some people play jazz. They're much more sophisticated than me. I put on whatever's on HBO, um, and they have good family movies on there. A lot of good documentaries. That's why. That's why this is the only premium channel that 
like I gave up for a while and then like after three or four years, like I got a, uh, I got a 30 day like free trial then realized that, yeah. oh, I missed this a lot. Like, okay, Yeah, they have really good programming. Yeah. I'm liking some of their stuff and they have all of Sesame Street, which we kind of, we put on for, for Mona and they have like the old stuff too. So we can get it's like for the 70s, child. 80s. It's, it's for the child. It's for the parents. Listen, if I have to listen to it in the background, I want to at least know that there's some jokes in there for me made by some <laughs> bohemian stoners that worked at the <laughs> Sesame Street workshop. So bless you all. Can I, can I say that did, did it make you like a lot even happier with like how cool and how much you love like Sesame Street and the Muppet Show and, and Electric Company when you realize that they would be higher when you see like a cartoon or piece of animation. <laughs> what the this what they were doing was there was like a whole community of like <laughs> offbeat New York City like artists that would uh, if they got if they would spend three months doing like two of these animations and make enough money that they could continue to be just okay. This sculpture is all oven doors, man. But you notice <laughs> that I've only cleaned half the oven door, man, and and. If your mind hasn't been blown yet, I've hidden them throughout all the boroughs of Manhattan, and the map tells you things. Look, I'm glad that they were they were they're forcing these hippies to have to com- finish and complete projects to understand contracts, but also to realize that hey, if I want to do my under my 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 oven door magnum opus, I still have to make sure that my family has food and housing. And so thank you for underwriting like some of the wonderful freaks of the New York City art scene. I, that's honestly, I've been thinking about that a lot, Andy, as I've been sort of surveying like what is children's programming? Because I don't know. I haven't been watching this stuff except for, you know, a couple of things that they're saying, oh, adults would like it too. Uh, but I'm surveying things now. And I truly wonder who the creators behind some of these things are. Because, you know, I, I'm, I'm raising a child. I want to put her down a path. With people that I would probably attempt to align myself with, maybe down the line. Um, there's a definite difference between vintage Sesame Street and new school, like pop Sesame Street, you know? Right. Not not to not trying to be a haterator, but I'm just saying there's there's a there's a distinct lack of something. So. You know what? And I, I this, this will. I, I know we need to get get going, but I'll yes. without. I will simply leave this as a thought experiment for other people, rather than go off on the twenty minute fascinating discussion. Of what this would be? My theory is that it's the same thing that was happening to Sesame Street. It's the same thing that has happened to like Star Wars, because mm. you started off with it was created by people that did not certainly did not grow up with Star Wars, so they were just going to like what is the most rational thing for this character in this situation to do? What is the best direction to right. set send this story? And now you have people who are actually even start. We're starting to get the kids who grew up. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, being raised by the kids who grew up on Star Wars. So it's like, oh, what if Princess Leia were like Lara Croft and she goes off in this tomb hunting adventure and there's no steady hand to say, but she wouldn't do that. She is a really important like leader of a political movement. Like she's, this is why she's not a Jedi. You see, she is way too important, like directing the actual like tactical movements yep. that will secure the, no, 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 but okay. So she's so okay. But, she, but, but, but they realize that no again. So I think that Sesame street does the same thing. You have people who grew up on Sesame streets. So they're trying to make like more Sesame street sort of material. And, or they were th- th- instead of thinking, Hey, wouldn't it be cool to get Stevie wonder to, 
like play a number on Sesame Street, they would think, yes, but let's let's pick apart what Stevie Wonder or a Stevie <laughs> Wonder would represent You're right. in the development of no no no. Play superstition. The little kids are gonna it has a good beat. The kids are gonna dance yeah, to it. So Grover is gonna be like, you know, vibing to it. It'll be awesome. So I, I said it, I would say it again if I had to. Time for a break. Yeah, let's take a break. But I think that was a good that was a good place to stop. I'm leaving you with the with the image of Grover grooving. To yeah, I, I'm having played it. live What's going on by Stevie Wonder. You're welcome. This episode of Material is brought to you by Mint Mobile. After the year we've all been through, saving money is on a lot of people's minds. If that's you, and you're still paying insane amounts of money every month for wireless, what are you doing? Switching to Mint Mobile is the easiest way to save this year. As the first company to sell premium wireless service online only, Mint Mobile lets you maximize your savings with plans starting at just $15 a month. Okay, now here we have a personal experience slot. As you all know, when when I read ads, when I get to a personal experience uh, section of an ad, I tend to like go off script and to make sure that what I'm saying is in my own voice and actually sincere. Because uh, I, you know, if it's a uh, anything else than that, I just not comfortable with it. But it's a, this is very very timely. I didn't uh, I didn't know the content of this ad uh, when we started off doing the show uh, today. And so of course I started off by saying it's really, really important that once, once every once in a while you make sure you go back and check to make sure that what you're spending on broadband, what you're spending on your mobile plan, all this other stuff that are just regular stuff that you subscribe to services that you need, make sure that you're getting the best deal possible because it's way too easy just to decide that, well, I just it was fine during the Obama administration. I'm sure that I'm still getting a good deal right now. So it's important to do that kind of an audit every single year. I sometimes forget, and usually it's <laughs> I wind up realizing that, oh, so I've been paying more money f- to get less service. Eh. Um, well, there's also, there's, also a, there's also a good story to tell about the differences between uh, switching wireless plans today than what it might have been like about 10 years ago or so. So I want you to, I'm going to paint you a picture that once I, it was 2005, maybe, I think. And uh, I was with uh, <laughs> I was with the, the AT and T as my wireless provider at the time, and they had really really cheesed me off on a customer on a customer service issue. Um, I I bought a new phone, and the SIM card for my old old phone wouldn't work with the new one. And uh, they said, "Oh, okay." After lots and lots of phone calls and lots and lots of customer service, it, it was discovered that oh, you need the it the, the problem is that you've got a new a phone that does the internet and all that sort of stuff. You need a SIM card that has more memory on it. You have one of the old ones. Great. Well, all we have to do is send you a new one. And so I'm getting ready for, okay, I bet there's like maybe just a $15 charge for, for have that new SIM sent out. And they said, no, 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 we're also going to have to uh, put you, commit you to another year on your current contract. And at the time I was, I was off contract and I, I my prejudice is to stay off contract for Reasons that make perfect sense because you never know what the what the future is going to be like. But also, it really, really just got up my nose that wait a minute, there is no no technical reason why you can't just create a new SIM card and send it to me, and I'm not on it. I'm not. Uh, I'm giving you something here and not getting anything in return. There's no technical reason why you have to put me on like a year long contract to send me this new card. You're not 
reducing my rates or you're not giving me new services or anything like that. And they were adamant about that. And I just escalated it and escalated it. And I, by, I have to maybe I should re- reassure you. I don't mean getting angry and anger. I mean, like give me your supervisor. Okay. Now give me your supervisor. Like, okay, I am not going to, I'm not going to talk to anybody less than Antoine AT&T, the owner of this company. And they were absolutely adamant. There's no way to do it. And so I hung up and I was really so angry about this. I was about to just quit AT and T, and they they were my first, um, my first cell phone company ever since I signed up with them when they were AT and T, and then they became Singular, and then they became AT and T again. That's how long I had been their customer. And I was willing to throw it all away because okay, screw you. If you're gonna if you're gonna hose me over on this, who knows what you're gonna do in the future? So goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. And the only <laughs> there are only two things that kind of stayed in my hand. Uh, number one was how complicated it was going to be to to switch my switch my mobile number because uh, this was 2005. This was it was not as easy. Portability of of numbers and portability of accounts wasn't mandated by law, and no company had any economic reason whatsoever to make it easy for you. So there's going to be a certain amount of pain involved in, in making that change. And the other thing was that this was 2005. The iPhone had not been released yet, but the rumors were hot on the trail. And at that point, I had enough information to have a really, really good bet that AT&T was going to be the sole provider uh, associated with the iPhone. So I had to really sit down and think about exactly how badly was I willing to cut my <laughs> cut my nose off <laughs> just just to have this completely empty victory over over a company that doesn't really care whether I stay a customer or not. And so I stuck to AT&T. Uh, I might have made a different decision this time. Uh, if uh, if uh, current rules were in place, it is easy to switch, which just underscores that, again, every single time, every year or so, I try to do it every single January. Make sure that you're checking to see that you're getting the, still getting the best deal. It's not just the amount of money you're spending. It's the amount of value that you're getting for the money you're spending. So definitely take a look at everybody, uh, Mint Mobile included. Okay, now we're going back onto the script. For people looking for extra savings this year, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for $15 a month. By going online only and eliminating the traditional costs of retail, Mint Mobile passes significant savings on to you. All plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with all of your existing contacts. And if you're not 100% satisfied, Mint Mobile has you covered with their 7-day money-back guarantee. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com/material. That's mintmobile.com/material. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com/material. Our thanks to Mint Mobile for their support of the Material Podcast and all of Relay FM. All right, so I want to preface our first topic today to say the following news is officially commonplace. This is just something that we are going to have more of on this podcast and just in the general vernacular surrounding anytime we talk about Google and Alphabet. Um, It's a part of covering these gadgets and technologies, and we're seeing more of it because this is the time. This this, is happening. This conversation is happening right now, and it's happening on the inside Employees Definitely. for, yeah, employees. Definitely, definitely. Former- if, we, if we were a cable TV show, we would have like the custom graphic and like the, the music flash for Absolutely. this. Absolutely. Just like, just like Absolutely. when there's a really cool war going on. 
Yeah, which is why, you know, kind of wanted to preface it that way. You know, employees, former employees, other technologists, they're asking themselves the questions that are mirroring what's happening currently in society at large. So it's natural that we're we're seeing this um, seep into what was once an escape for many of us, but <laughs> no longer. Um, with that said, when we first covered when we first covered Timnit Gebru's untimely exit, I was a little worried that it was going to be kind of you know a flash in the pan. Kind of, it's not to say that that's directly what happened with the big Google walkouts um, that had happened, you know, back in what November twenty nineteen, but. We had those walkouts and then the conversation just sort of, um, I wouldn't say withered away, but it went quiet as we sort of geared up to deal with other things, right? Because we've just been dealing with one thing after another. So it's a new cycle, it, yeah. Exactly. Um, but I think that this next news item is actually evidence that the fire has been stoking since that really big walkout. And I think now in 2021, we're headed, I- I'm hoping, that we're headed for some really major reform in the Silicon Valley workplace. And uh, I'd like to remain optimistic and and hope that, well, let's talk about what's happening. So <laughs> Axios reported this week that Google is investigating Margaret Mitchell, one of the leaders of Google's ethical AI team and one of its co-founders. Now, uh, Margaret Mitchell... Uh, This investigation centers around Mitchell's use of scripts to analyze her email messages. She was looking for evidence that former researcher and ethical AI team co-founder Dr. Tim Nate Gebru had received discriminatory treatment at Google. Uh, Now, since this was discovered, her access to her company email and other resources have been locked, and Google confirmed to Axios that she is being investigated. Their statement is as follows. Our security systems automatically lock an employee's corporate account when they detect that the account is at risk of compromise due to credential problems or when an automated rule involving the handling of sensitive data has been triggered. So Google's like, yo, it was just IFTTT. Those darn darn (laughs) racist security code that we didn't write or whatever. Uh, It continues. In this instance, yesterday, our systems detected that an account had exfiltrated thousands of files and shared them with multiple external accounts. We explained this to the employee earlier today. Now, it's easy to think that this lockdown happened because, sure, it's automated. These are the rules. And in any company, this would raise some red flags because, you know, the whole don't want to share secrets with other places kind of thing and, you know, companies, that's why they have tracking and IT departments that set these things on your laptops beforehand, you know, track your every movement, so-and-so. The timing is a little suspicious, especially following some tweets of Mitchell's that indicated they were directed at Sundar Pichai's visit to historically black colleges and universities. Uh, one Twitter thread, which we will link to in the show notes if you're curious to see it, uh, starts as thus. Uh, Mitchell tweeted, say you have a problem with consistently alienating black women and have caused serious damage in their lives. You could, A, try to undo that damage, or B, try to find more black people to like you. The tokenism approach. Good luck. Dot, 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 dot. So that tweet happened, and then, da, 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 email access, resources, locked up. It, It would make anybody think, Hey, what's going on? Uh, 
of, of course, most notably, this also happened to Dr. Timnit Gibru before uh, before she was fired. Her email privileges were locked down. She was unable to get any of the data before she was kicked out, yeah. essentially. Um, so, you know, it, it raises a couple of uh, flashing red lights. Yeah, it's uh, on another company. I'm my inclination might be okay. That's an interesting piece of data. Let's see how this unfolds. When a company has a history of having problems exactly like these, where the complaint before this has been no, when you find when you have people of color, when you have women, when you have people of any sort, any anything outside of a certain narrow definition of uh, of of the culture, you have. Uh, uh, they are they they are intimidated in, into either staying in line, being very very polite, not speaking out, or they find that they are being booted towards an exit, and not necessarily for reasons that make much sense. So this is why this this is definitely gets on gets into a yellow alert because it really is up to Google to establish that no 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 this is here is exactly what was going down. This is exactly why this this these reactions happened. This do you and also. They're, uh, they have to uh, talk like a bunch of human beings as opposed to an automated script, the, the, the PR robot, uh, saying that <laughs> here, here, is, here, is, here is why we think that either this was appropriate or this was not appropriate, and, we will, and if it's not appropriate, here's how we're going to fix it. So, yeah, this is, uh, it's, uh, it seems uh, glib and gauche to say that, oh, what a, what a, this is more problems at a time when Google is, is being investigated this way and that way and the other way but it's more like again is this going to be the mark that they're leaving on society that the same this you know the, the, the last week apple uh, made a big announcement about how they're putting 100 million dollars into a bunch of initiatives to uh, towards uh, diversity in tech diversity in education and when you start to peel that apart, you don't see, oh, well, they've had a bad history and maybe they're trying to cover it up with good PR or not even, oh, well, gee, this is happening during uh, CES week. So maybe they wanted to have something splashy to counteract all the like materialistic, hey, look how big our look how expensive mm-hmm. a rolling screen is going to be. But then the thing is, you rewind and you decide that, no, they've been they've had relationships with these grassroots organizations for a long, long, long time. This also uh, is consistent with a long p- history of activism that uh, you could trace back to when uh, Steve Jobs uh, left the company and uh, Tim Cook became CEO and was a, a CEO who was more comfortable with being openly philanthropic and openly involved in community causes. Uh, and so that, and that's why you don't really question that. This is why a- Apple has a whole bunch of credit going towards it. When I read a, a press release like that, whereas mm. when Google says, and here we're, we're, we're making uh, outreaches and having meetings with historically black colleges. It's like, okay, why are they, again, why are they doing that? Is this going to be part of a, uh, is this going to be part of, again, we're having a PR problem with our issues with race and we kind of want to have – we want to have some pictures on the in the company annual report. Just a report. little too on the nose. Yeah, so. <laughs> I, I, I don't – sorry, I had to put a pen away in a specific spot. It was like really bothering me. <laughs> That's the kind of person I am, by the way, behind the scenes. Um, it, I, I know – I don't want to say that there aren't like good intentions behind this, but it just looks – it's – it, yeah. 
Yeah. You see what I mean? It just, you know, it's, it's, it's like when a, a cousin of yours <laughs> who has had problems with alcohol, alcoholism that they are trying to, that they are trying to deal with, they've had their first and second chances and they suddenly go missing for about a week. It's not that I'm going to assume that that they're doing something. They've been doing something bad. I'm saying that given the track history, there, there's a difference between faith and and uh, and blind faith, and one must consider history in the, this sort of thing. That's a and, well. In other news, and like fired Google employees. Now here here is one that was absolutely now absolutely legitimate. Uh, it's this might not be explicitly laid out in the Google employee handbook. However. <laughs> If you are a senior engineer working at Waymo in the self-driving car division and you steal over 14,000 files related to proprietary technology. Speaking of sending files. Out exactly. I mean, that's, maybe, maybe, this maybe, guy, this is when, maybe this, this is guy. When, maybe this is when Google decided that perhaps we should have some sort of automated flag when people I start I was thinking pulling. about him when I read that. And it, when I was reading the notes, I was like, okay, clearly this automated system was implemented when that dude stole all the trade secrets. 14,000 14, files. Uh, and then again, well, that was Bad. I mean that that's definitely going to get you a written warning, like in your HR file. Yeah. But if you yeah. then leave the company and found your own autonomous driving company and then sell it to Uber, well, gosh darn it, they're just going to have to put their foot down. They were, uh, and the guess what? A, a judge agreed. Uh, the, the judge in the he case sold it to Uber. <sighs> yeah, said that uh, this called it quote the biggest trade secret crime they had ever seen unquote. And uh, this gentleman by the name of Anthony Lewandowski was sentenced to 18 months in prison in August. Uh, but good news if you are him or if you uh, if if uh, he owes money to you because uh, his name was amongst 73 pardons that were announced this morning in the very waning out very few last hours of the Trump administration. Uh, the pardon memo cited as its justification that Lewandowski had already quote paid a significant price for his actions, and he plans to devote his talents to advance the public good, unquote. So come come on. I mean, what do you want from him? He said he was sorry. Okay. And he you know he got fired. He, he no longer works for Uber. Come on. What what else do you I mean he he's he was a he was an executive who like had got lots and lots of money and was being paid a huge salary that no longer is being paid that huge salary by that one company. What do you want from him? Please. Sometimes this is- I'm wondering, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> when people like this get away with this stuff, like, why do I play by the book? Because clearly, I, if I just roll with the right corrupt people, Again, I mean, you, as, that's a good good point because the, the the pardon was recommended by Peter Thale, the uh, billionaire PayPal co-founder and tech venture capitalist who is now who also probably, ruined Gawker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, he's a, he's a person who bankrolled the uh, uh, bankrolled the, the the lawsuit that eventually like took down uh, took down Gawker's uh, center, central site. Uh, he's but, a party and, favorite. Yeah, yeah. No, so that's I don't think people are going to be knowing him as a even well, even as a anti Gawker jerk, I don't think he's he's even sort of superseded that. He's going to be known as the very very super close Trump advisor who led this man who was already 
whose gravity well was already sucking him towards bad things to find even more bad things for him to do that he would not have understood otherwise because he was not very, very, he understands how to run the Twitter app on a cell phone, much else. Um, also, <laughs> Lewandowski had yet to begin serving his sentence, so he didn't even, he didn't even have to like be fitted for those special slippers or the orange overshoot. So, so there's that. So there's that. Uh, well, I feel like that's a good stopping point for us to take a quick little break. And then when we get back, we'll talk about some things that you put on your wrist. So in the midst of last week's attempt at a virtual CES, Google managed to slip in an acquisition. Fitbit is now officially owned by Alphabet. Uh, it kind of just happened. It's kind of like, you know, you go to school on Monday, and then by Wednesday, it just so happens that Stacy and John are apparently in a relationship. It just like <laughs> happened in literally 48 hours. And that's kind of how this Fitbit acquisition happened. Granted, we were talking about the whole EU uh, agreements to it. And, you know, we were, but I was kind of waiting for that to happen and then thinking that there was going to be like some sort of, I don't know, something a little more ceremonial than this. Yeah, it's, it, it was definitely kind of shifty. Uh, they they made the announcement <laughs> in November of 2019, and yep. every single significant government governor regulator government regulator has been complaining about it ever since. Yep. saying yep. that yes, yep. this is yep. one of the this is one of the companies we trust the least with personal information. This is also one of the companies we trust the least with acquiring companies and uh, and becoming larger and larger. And here you are trying to uh, acquire one of the biggest. Uh, fitness slash health wearable companies in the world in the with world an, with an true. incredible amount of personal information about health you know what we get we're gonna make lots of time on our little calendars uh, to be investigating and i hope you're gonna make some free time to talk to us um yeah the eu particularly has been hitting them hard ever, ever since they just came to an agreement last month uh, including uh, binding commitments from Google regarding how they're going to be using personal data that they acquire through the acquisition. Google has stated that uh, all of your health data, all of your personal data is going to, not only do they have they committed, again, a binding commitments, that they're not going to be using it in any way in their ad businesses, but also the data is going to be held apart from so that, and, and so that there will be a gap so that these two technologies cannot even talk to each mm -hmm. other how that's going to be enforced or how they were that's going to be validated uh over the course of years unmentioned but the fact that it is a binding commitment means that hopefully the check that they would be forced to write for violating this would be much larger <laughs> than any possible profit they would make from this so the two companies just sort of announced that the deal had closed uh the uh, Official blog post from Google and Fitbit, of course, timed on the same day. Uh, Rick Ostelow, the senior Google vice president for devices and services, says, we'll work closely to create new devices and services that help you enhance your knowledge, success, health, and happiness. Your privacy and security are paramount to achieving this, and we are committed to protecting your health information and putting you in control of your data. This deal has always been, ab always been about devices, not data, and we've been clear since the beginning that we will protect Fitbit users' privacy. 
<sighs> that post also tries to soothe our nerves by assuring us that third-party fitness trackers will still have full access to Google's health APIs and that Fitbit users will still be able to connect their devices to third-party health and fitness apps and services. So the idea being, don't worry, nothing is going to drastically change, but we really mean it really means just not yet. Uh, James Park, the <laughs> Fitbit CEO, yeah, no, and no, notably the only the only mention in both of these press releases that mentioned like binding commitments, as opposed to oh sure we're we're willing to type that into a blog post, absolutely. Exactly <laughs> is is just the bit about the separation between ad business and the fitness business. Uh, James Park, the Fitbit CEO and co-founder, sent out a Fitbit. Uh, blog post and it was like moments after I went to my email and I saw that I got like I don't use Fitbit by the way I haven't since like 2014 but I still got the email Uh, and in the 2021 update the Fitbit CEO writes becoming part of the Google family means we can do even more to inspire and motivate you on your journey to better health we'll be able to innovate faster provide more choices and make even better products to support your health and wellness needs um sure that's true but uh, to be able to innovate faster and provide more choices, I have a feeling you're going to need probably a little more data because that's <laughs> what you're going to take to the R&D department to try and make those, you know, those decisions and those tweaks to the product, which I get. I understand. Um, now, Congress. Congress is not happy about this. They've, they've got this. They've got the grumpy faced emoji trending towards the red face steam counting the ears emoji over this mm-hmm. announcement. Mm-hmm. They're still reviewing the acquisition for possible antitrust violations. Uh, but, you, of course, the government has yet to really intercede in the merger. Maybe they've been too busy with other things going on. I don't know. Um, Fleeing their places of business. That sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, if the government challenges it on anti-competitive grounds, the U.S. government challenges it, Alphabet might cite the EU's findings in that case that conclude that the field of health wearables was diverse and competitive enough to dismiss the concerns. Uh, <laughs> and I think the subtext there was that, okay, uh, Apple is absolutely handing you your butt on this. <laughs> we, <laughs> we, we, we would actually be happy if Apple had some competition of any kind <laughs> Apart from the Samsung Gear Watch, so we're you, you are so pathetic that even that we can't even pretend that you are a threat to to the to the market in this place. Mm. Uh, Democratic Senator from Minnesota, Abby Klobuchar. Klobuchar is how Andy. I had actually no idea that that's how you were supposed to say it. I've been saying her last name wrong for a long, long, long time. Actually, just you know, I was my brain's I was doing it. the same thing. I did. I, I did a, a, a a spelling check, and and all, I did a sound check uh, earlier today. It was helped by the fact that she was actually speaking at the inauguration today. Yeah, she did. So she had one of those really good. And now, welcome to the podium, Senator Amy Klobuchar. Klobuchar. See, that's, I, I want to put my, the accent on the second. The accent is on the first, but yes. It sounds it sounds better if you go by the way that it's supposed to be pronounced, not by the way my brain. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> anyway, so uh, she's in the Senate subcommittee on antitrust and issued an immediate statement last week on the same day as Google and Fitbit's announcement. Uh, we'll link to that in the show notes, but a uh, little, little bit out of it. 
Google's announcement that it is closing its acquisition of Fitbit while the transaction is still under review by the Justice Department is yet another sign of the company's troubling lack of concern for complying with the antitrust laws. The rush to finalize its deal before Biden administration enforcers take charge is all the more disturbing. Despite the premature completion of this merger, I continue to urge the department to seek all appropriate remedies under the law to protect competition and consumers from any anti-competitive effects caused by this transaction. Uh, Andy, you made a really good note that uh, it's a good bet that this senator will likely be named the chair of the Senate Antitrust Subcommittee uh, just based on this just based on this quote alone. Yeah, it's a, obviously with the with the flipping of the house that means that a lot of a lot of directorships are going to be flipped over, and uh, this this she's on the very very short list of people who could be named to this. Uh, also, the now it certainly remains a fact that neither party is very happy with Google. Either party, if they were in control of the Senate, would be aggressively investigating Google and looking most unfavorably towards a major acquisition of this kind. But the fact that you have this very, very vocal senator uh, who obviously had this this statement pretty much ready to go, uh, being able to hear uh, hear the hear the wind as as it was blowing, uh, and the idea that she could be the head of the subcommittee and therefore really, really direct where it's where it's limited resources and time are going to go. She is definitely not going to be heading a subcommittee that is uh, Obama-esque in its relationship with technology. Obama mm. was very, very famous. Hey, we don't want to we don't want to interfere. We don't we don't want to. We realize mm. that a lot of the American economy and American innovation comes from the tech sector. And although we don't want to have a completely hands off policy, we don't want we would much rather litigate less than litigate more. That's not going to be the case under the uh, under uh, a democratically controlled uh, Senate, and probably we're also getting the same indications uh, from the Biden White House that that is not going to be, the party time is not is not back in effect. See, I appreciate you, Andy. You're very good at distilling some of that down. Um, you know, as much as I pay attention to American politics, I sometimes miss those those little details, and I think uh, that just. You know, I'm just thankful that I can look forward to a time where I can just worry about lobbying instead of just the general demise of the world. Everything's on a scale, right? It's always a step up. up. Um, Let's talk. We will talk a little bit about Wear OS. But first, I just want to point this this link to the customer satisfaction survey being sent around to those folks with Wear OS devices. Now, I haven't received one because I don't use a Wear OS <laughs> device. I use a Samsung uh, Tizen-based wearable. Uh, but some users are receiving a help us improve Wear OS by Google, question mark, push notification, which consists of one question. Overall, how satisfied are you with your smartwatch? <laughs> <laughs> to which Andy replied, it's sitting in the corner in the box and I haven't touched it since I decided to go ahead and spend $100 on it, see what this was about. <laughs> but even $100 couldn't get me to wear this watch. Uh, yeah. The There are five options included in the answer section. Uh, answer section. Um, the... You know, unfortunately, there's no option for this absolutely is terrible. Why have you not made this better by now? 
that's unfortunate. Yes. As a, I would say that as either a fitness watch or a health watch, the best I can say about it is that it definitely, much like the Apple Watch, it displaces oxygen. It is a physical, tangible object. After that, comparisons <laughs> tend to weaken. Uh, and yes, if you really work on the, one, this project and you feel bad, I hope you feel bad because I feel bad for having you spend even $100 for a thing that was supposed to be $100 selling. $100 is videos. a lot. Okay. Come yeah. on, people. Well, see, even, I We're even not thought. The 1% here, $100 is a lot. <laughs> it is, well, no, it's, it's especially for a freelance journalist, for God's yes. sake. Uh, $100 but, sometimes is like 10 hours of work. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it's hard out here for a freelancer. So, of course, now this all begs the question, where do we see Wear OS going from here? Where do we want it to go? How much of Fitbit do we want in it? Uh, and, I mean, this conversation could go any, go any which way we've had it a couple of times before about things that we want. Uh, but I'm at the point where I saw the news come through last week and I just I just don't know. I feel so far removed from the platform as a whole and yeah. I'm so married to my Galaxy Active and I don't really see myself switching away anytime soon just because I'm locked into something already. And I, I got here because of the disappointment that I had with Android Wear. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm in the same position where it's a, it's a, it's great news. I think that it's a terrific acquisition. This is, this is classically yeah, is. what yeah. acquisitions are meant to be where Fitbit is having, is going to be having huge problems competing with, with Apple, even though Apple, uh, the Apple watch is an iOS only device right now. Uh, but they're still, they need a company like Google to be able to have the international marketing support and the internet mm -hmm. and, the, and the funding to That's continue to, 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 and they're, they're definitely competing on a features, uh, on a features standpoint. But, uh, and so I find myself thinking that I don't even hope that Fitbit becomes uh, sort of like the hardware division of Wear OS. I kind of, I'm hoping that they will just be a left alone. They will have their own building that they will any, anytime they ask Google for a resource or for hey we need the next version of Android to be able to do this yeah. they say yes sir yes ma'am absolutely sir mm -hmm. absolutely ma'am I'm not sure that I absolutely trust Google to find a way of of I'm so gun shy with Wear OS at this point from having been a really big supporter of it in the early days to again I own a pretty okay generation Wear OS watch and I never, ever wear it. And I would find myself yeah. looking, uh, trying to justify maybe uh, buying a uh, a Fitbit Surge, which is sort of like their version of the Apple Watch. Again, highly competitive, uh, really, really nice, looks great, has all the features that you would want, the uh, all the reasons why you kind of want to have a fitness watch or a health watch in this day and age. And all the things that I felt as though I've been missing out on by not having an Apple Watch. And I'm, I'm trying to – I don't know whether or not I'm going to talk myself into it, but I'm sort of justifying it as even if, if what we're hoping for is that Google releases brand new hardware that is not just simply the first watch where they tacked on Fitbit features, but the, in two years, three years' time, the first piece of hardware that is a Fitbit device, Fitbit-branded device developed with Google – Maybe over the next two or three years, if I were to use this as a, uh, as my uh, as my fitness and health watch for two or three years, that would justify the expense because I really do feel as though I'm missing out now by not having access to all of these health features. I like the uh, back when I was wearing uh, uh, when I was wearing a, an Apple Watch for a few months 
mostly just to try out the technology and, and write my review. I like the idea that I had this window into how much, how have you been active and how much have you been failing to be active? Right. All this little bits of data that just helps you realize that, oh, that's right. I meant to go take a walk yesterday, but I didn't. I Don't didn't realize see it that as it, failing to be active. Just no, no, no. Sorry. Just, I just. It's, I know. Yeah. I know you were saying it in in uh, pundit terms, but I just want everybody out there to remember. <laughs> exactly. Don't exactly. think of it as a failure. Okay. Mo- mostly, most r- really that the I'll, <laughs> I will say in one sentence that the key uh, speaking speaking as someone who you know at what at what point like in his thirties recognized that okay I have been really ignoring my fitness and here in my thirties if I make changes if I make changes in my thirties I will avoid having like prescriptions in my forties and surgery in my fifties. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the information, the information is important to have. It's, it's, it's the difference between, Oh, it's great that I take a walk every day, but like, that's not really giving me the points, you know, the, the heart pumping that I need to keep the muscle going kind of thing. What, Um, and and what, what helped me out was not saying, okay, I'm going to, here's my, here's going to be my fitness regimen. Here's going to be my, my eating dietary regimen. It's going to be no, Every week, I'm I'm going I'm going to identify changes that I can make right now. Yep. Every week, I'm going to do my yep. very best to achieve those. Cha- and I'm talking about things like, okay, I now I don't even want to have diet sodas in the house, and I'm going to be more aware of how much I move and how much I don't move. And it's and it wasn't. And if you f- stop going, this is this is one of the reasons why the Apple Watch does so well that they don't necessarily go by numbers. They go by here are three rings that if you close all three of them, you are probably was doing the good smartest things. Smartest UI thing that they could possibly do for people because yeah. it gives you the sense of satisfaction to see it. And Google Fit has kind Endorphins, of yeah. bar- borrowed a little bit of that. Uh, yeah. And Samsung Health, by the way, does the same thing on the watch. And I I admit it is kind of addicting because. It it, it gamifies right. it in a way that's very approachable versus here's your regimen. You need to do this. Uh, Fitbit was really good at the social aspect of that because it was very easy for anybody to get involved in Fitbit. When they launched, it was what, like 60 bucks for the itty bitty little um, right. sensor that you could clip on to like your bra, or your undershirt. And so that was an easy way for anybody to just kind of get in. Like you could just share your walks with people. So that way, even if you weren't, you know, a, a big bike rider. You could still share your stats of walking around the block with like a friend who's more athletic. And so I would like to see Google try and lean in more into that. Uh, but we have talked before about how I know that there's like this huge long running joke about how like Google like acquires things and then kills it. Um, <laughs> and like, I get it. It's like, ha 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 funny joke. It's it is whatever. But um, but let's maybe be a little critical and say like Google don't just yeah. don't just take the technology and roll with it like you really got to do it make it a product the way that Apple made made the the Apple Watch a product like a thing that you have to own um and so uh, yeah that didn't see. that that's why it was so it was so important that uh Google make that announcement that we are not going to make Google Health features. We're exclusive to Google Fitbit devices. Right. We are not going to prohibit Fitbit watches from interacting with other apps or other services. So if you're using it with Strava, if you're using it for with other services, Nike Fitness, whatever, that's mm-hmm. still good. We're not going to make this completely exclusive. Again, that's that's not a binding commitment, but they have to. I, I think that they realize that they're they don't want to face the same thing that Facebook is now dealing with with WhatsApp. Because now that they're doing the unification program, 
where they're now your uh, your WhatsApp data is your Facebook data and vice versa. Right. They're seeing a deluge, a stampede of people leaving WhatsApp for uh, for other uh, secure messaging platforms because they do not want Facebook. They never signed up WhatsApp for having by, Facebook. It says WhatsApp uh, check. by Facebook on the splash screen, folks. Yeah, Just... that's that's bad. <laughs> anyway, so anyway, yeah. So I mean, it's 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 fun. Uh, it, it's it's funny because I'm I'm still even faced with the idea of well, let's say that I have three hundred fifty dollars to spend uh, on a fitness slash health watch. It really is between like the Fitbit Sense with which just got released a, a few months ago, so it's not like it's it's old stock or anything like that. But I'm still thinking that even given the inconvenience of having to like keep one of my old iPhones sort of standing by so that I could, so because that you need to have an iPhone uh, associated with an Apple watch, mm -hmm. it's still a really good argument to say that maybe I should spend that $350, $400 instead on an Apple watch, even if it means that every week or two, I'm going to have to make sure that it gets reintroduced to that watch, uh, to, to that phone uh, to make sure that all the data is coming through and that everything gets logged to a central server. So we will find out. I've the thing is this is this is the time of year where all of the Amazon Associates credits that I get for like recommending movies and stuff during Black Friday starts to come in. So it's not like a it's not a deluge of like Amazon credits, but it's like, you know, I could essentially get this watch for free or for it. I don't I don't associate the hey, wow, this this sous vide cooker looks pretty gold and good. It's the lowest price I've ever seen. I have this and I think it's really cool. I don't consider that to be work. So it's like I don't have to think Oh, but I don't, I I don't deserve to treat myself to something nice because this is money that I had to work hard to earn. So it's it's going to be a thing. It's going to be a deal. Mm -hmm. Well, 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 well. <laughs> until it happens, um, until it happens, Andy and I will just be here putting out a podcast. Uh, I think I, I, Andy, I feel like that's. That's the sandwich this week. We kind of left it open faced, and I'm okay with I think, that. Again, there's a, there's a, there's a certain amount of joy in the air. We won't harp on it, but uh, yeah. during the during the course of this show, I did order a double cheeseburger from. Next I know, door. and now you make me. You know, <laughs> this is okay. Here, I'll, hold on. This will be on topic. About fitness. <laughs> yes, I know. We're gonna destroy that completely. Okay, just this is on topic. I finally signed up for the Google Pay rewards because for some reason I wasn't getting that like onboarding splash screen that's supposed to happen every time you use the app. And I found out that I have 20% off or something at Burger King. So I think I'm going to get an impossible offer. <laughs> that's and, and you kind of want to like <laughs> on that thing, like you, you have to ask yourself, okay, do these burgers freeze? Because I kind of feel like getting 20% off like a $6 value meal is not okay. That's the point 20, of the air fryer, fine, people. If you don't have an air fryer, <laughs> the trick to the air fryer or a convection oven, which is what I have, is you can actually reheat fast food in it and it will come <laughs> out. It's not like perfect as when you get it fresh, but it will make it palatable and available to you because during this pandemic, I've become more of a saver than I used to be. Like before, I wouldn't save like a fast food fry, but no, now. <laughs> It gets put in the fridge, it gets stored, and it gets reheated the next day as a little snack, okay? Because we're not wasting any pennies here. So, <laughs> this is uh, I will, uh, Again, I will, I will, fortunately, this is at the very end, but I will still make sure that I don't turn this into a 20-minute digression. But I, this is, uh, uh, we are living in sort of a golden age of retrofuturism. 
because in every time like it's you have a you have a movie from like the 1950s or 60s and 70s and they show like here is the kitchen of the 21st century it's, it's never true. it's it's always like something like oh well here, wow you're putting a steak in a pot of water like that's my sous vide machine that. wow they're basically putting stuff into this pressure vessel and then pressing some buttons and a computerized display so says right. yeah. fried chicken be ready be ready anytime you want to pick it up and the air fryer like the 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 thing that aunt beru was like cooking vegetables in like in star wars whereas for like decades they wouldn't even go into the kitchen for for decades it would be like oh here's a toaster but now it's six slots and okay well you know how you have like a a a toaster how about a toaster oven and that's Mm -hmm. that's what the people in the 70s and 80s and 90s had to deal with we are living the future the retro future dreams of our forebears and we should be grateful for this that said i'm not cooking tonight i'm going for a burger because i'm very happy well now you (laughs) well uh maybe you want one too and in that case if you want to know more about me and andy uh first you can go to relay.fm slash material that is our show page uh on our network and over there you can sign up for a membership yes you can become a member of the show you support us you support the other hosts at this network you should support the other shows you support the founders of this network uh and you keep the lights on Yes. The proverbial lights, but they're still lights nonetheless, and we need those lights to keep doing this podcast. So thank you for those uh, and those who are interested, relay.fm slash material. Andy, where can people find you this week on the internet? Um, this week, I'm a, tomorrow I'm doing uh, – tomorrow is nothing but like research into like executive orders because I'm on – uh, back to one. Back to Fridays, yeah. Back to Fridays on uh, Boston's NPR station, WGBH. I'll be on at 1 p.m. on Friday uh, probably talking about all the things that have been signed in the last three hours that I'm as yet only lightly aware of. Hooray for hooray for Ajit Pai, like no longer being in the FCC. But there's hopefully more news than that regarding the the turnover in uh, in attitudes towards science and technology. Uh, so if you want to listen to that, you can listen to it live or later at wgbhnews.org. And as usual, go to a not go on Twitter, not go on Instagram for other random synaptic misfirings that I suffer. Perfect. (laughs) And then it registered to me what you had said. Okay. Uh, Thanks, Andy. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks. Uh, No, seriously. Thank you, Andy, for everything you do. Um, As for me, I am slowly editing some work this week as per my new, like, part-time working schedule, whatever this this means. This is going to be an interesting year of work. But if you want to keep up with me, you can go to florencelion.com, my website, or you can find me on the social media channels at Oh That Flow. Yes, even TikTok. <laughs> yep. So I don't know what I exactly am doing over there, but, you but know. You're going to be like eating ghost peppers and and buying random people a $800,000 luxury home like all the, the millennials The Tamagotchi are not media. taking off like I thought they would. People are just <laughs> not that interested. Or maybe I'm not tagging it right. I don't know. Uh, but hey, next week, come back and then I'll I'll tell you if I figured it out or not. Uh, okay. For the next seven days, I hope everybody is safe. I hope everybody tries their best to stay happy, stay with it. Uh, and yeah, we'll see you next time. Have a happy. Oh, 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 oh,